Hey there, Fat Guy Forum fans. This is Gourmet with a quick note before we get the episode started. I have something exciting to tell you about. We have launched the Fat Guy Forum Patreon. That's right. You can now become a monthly supporter of the show for just a few dollars, less than a cup of coffee a month. You can support keeping these amazing dude stories coming to you. And there's even a bonus at one of the tiers that I think is going to be very exciting. I have some great ideas to come to as we develop this, but I wanted to get it launched and in your hands. So if you enjoy what you hear on this show and you want to help me to keep it coming to you, please go over to that link in the show notes, and that is patreon.com slash keto. Thank you so much, my friends, and on to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am excited to have you with us as we dive into the story of yet another amazing dude. With us tonight, we have my friend, Michael Mazzoni. Michael, it's weird to call you Michael, but how are you doing, man? All right, man. It's it's weird to be called Michael, man. But how yeah, you right? doing? <laughs> well, we get two mics, you know, two Michaels on the show. Two mics, two Michaels. What all that time? So it's a good thing that we have nicknames. But uh, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm glad I'm, gl- I'm glad you're here. We're making this happen. Um, I will say you are one of the people who helped make the Fat Guy Forum happen because I was I was dragging ass and making a lot of excuses about why I wasn't getting started. And you were like, I want to hear an episode. I need you to put out an episode. Like, kind of hammered me a bit. So. It's good to finally get you on the show, so we will not rest any longer, man. Let's let's get going and start with that first question. Tell me, Michael, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Man, that is a fantastic question. I might want to sit there and add that a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. But, uh, yeah, we go back to about four years ago. Uh, I was in a really bad spot. I was pretty much just... Eating to eat, eating because I was stressed, eating because I was happy. And I was just, and it was just one of those things where I just was eating myself away. And then I got to the point where, you know, I have two kids. I tried to go out and play with them and I just couldn't play. I was out of breath. My, like everything just hurt. Like I felt like I did a full blown workout without even moving. And that's not a good feeling. I had breast or as I like to call them, movies. And it's just like, I, I just hate it what I saw in the mirror. You know? Yeah, and I, I think that's a story that a lot of people can relate to. You know, often I have people on this show that are telling stories about, you know, obviously I'm having the guys that are more, you know, some of the guys are more like me, you know, grew up massively obese, became even more massively obese. But your story kind of, I, I think, hits home more with the people that, you know, started life one way and then kind of woke up and one day and we're like, holy, you know, holy crap, I'm a fat guy. Like looking down at your chest, where did these, where did these come from? Like looking at how that happened, like, what do you, what do you think was going on during that time? You know, that was just, was it just life, you know, kind of taking, taking first place and your health taking a back seat? Like, what do you think got you to 300 pounds? Uh, well, health was definitely not even in the back seat. It was taking the bus somewhere else. I was just driving cause it was just, easier to order a pizza and sit on my ass and drink beer and then like I wasn't ever thinking about working out nothing like that yeah I was gonna ask like what was what was the rest of your life like like in terms of 
you know, were you an active person? You know, obviously you were saying like just playing with your kids was getting you out of breath. Like was when you were growing up, was activity a part of your life? Were you athletic? Like what was that like? Well, I, I fluctuated when I was a kid. I'd be, I have two, three years where I was a nice skinny kid. And then I ate, 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 became the fat kid for a little bit. Then I happened to grow and I kind of grew into the weight. So I was always very active, but there are pictures. I got to sit there and uh, go over to my mom's house one day and go find the sixth grade pictures where I thought that the company that took the pictures ruined them. Because uh, I didn't see myself as the fat kid until I saw myself. And I was like, ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like this at all. And so what did you do? Like, is that did that spark a change then that... You know, I'm just curious, like, because I, I think that's that's a resonant story, like this idea that it wasn't just like weight was dominating your entire life. It's, it kind of like came in these different at these different points. It was a uh, I mean, it, it sparked. I was uh, let's see here. Like I used to eat like a big breakfast. I would have like two bowls of cereal, pop tarts and then like a glass of milk and I go to school and that's just terrible because it's just sugar i just told you i just eat sugar all all day and it was just one of those i'm like all right well i'm gonna cut out i'll cut out breakfast and then i'll just eat lunch and then when i get home i'll have a little snack and then i'll eat dinner and then i lost some weight that way and i'm like all right well maybe i'll go outside a little bit more i'll run a little bit more and you know just kind of go out and be a kid and that seemed to help for a while and so you you kind of went went through life and found yourself 300 pounds, uh, you know, hold, holding on to a nice rack, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better term, I know there's going to be someone listening who's going to get mad at me for that. But, um, so what did you do? Like, what, what did you do when you, when you had that moment where you realized that that was the direction you were going to, your life was going to keep going? Once you realize you're that heavy, you're like, all right, well, maybe if I just start exercising, I could still eat the way I eat. But then I'll actually be burning calories, and then I should be able to lose them. And that's not true. It's completely not true. <laughs> I tried um, powerlifting when I first started because you figure when you're a powerlifter, you can eat whatever you want, and then you just all you have to do is lift heavy. And I found out that wasn't the truth. <laughs> um, I lifted crappy, and then I ate worse. And then I tried to justify it by saying, I deserve this. I, I worked out really hard today. And then wonder why I couldn't get anywhere. And so what was the next, next step after that? Like, how did this evolve for you? Well, it was just one of those things where it was just, you realize you can never out-train a bad diet. So no matter what you say, no matter what you do, it's like you have to sit there and actually watch what you eat. So I tried to eat less of stuff and it kind of worked and then I was just kind of fluctuating between like 10 to 15 pounds then I'm like alright I have to be doing something like something's not right it's like I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop trying to power lift because that's not working I, I'm not getting anywhere I just feel I'm more tired and let me just try to you know fix when I eat and then it was one of those things where uh, my dad hits me up out of the blue and he says hey Weird question. I said, all right, I don't like where this is going. And he's like, um, would you sit there and like to do DDP yoga with me? I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. 
you want to try it? And I'm like, you know what? Absolutely, I'll try it. And it was probably one of the best things I ever did. Because I realized that uh, you don't need to be a certain poundage to be uh, to do yoga. You just you have a body, then you use it. And that's when I realized that, because uh, he says it right in the beginning thing. He says, you know what? Everything can be modified. Just because I'm doing it a certain way doesn't mean you'll be able to do it a certain way. So you have to sit there and just find your bearings and you just kind of work your way into the final form. And then that, like, something has stuck with me throughout these last four years. It's just everything can be modified and you just have to sit there and put the work in for it. And as you were doing this, kind of getting into the yoga, like, were you, you were also talking about the importance of adapting your diet. Like, how did you go about educating yourself about food and, and trying to figure out how the best way to approach it? Well, uh, like most men, I just kind of swung violently in the dark and then hoped I hit something good. It was one of those things where I uh, I was like, oh, I'll just eat a salad and maybe I'll eat like one less burger. And, um, and then I saw like, hey, well, I kind of feel good when I ate the salad, but now I kind of feel crappy because I ate the burger. So maybe I should probably cut out the burger. And it, it's just, it was just all pretty much experimentation. You said that you find a little thing like, all right, this makes you feel good when I eat it. And then if I eat something like this, like I kind of feel crappy. So maybe I shouldn't eat it. And what did that look like for you? Like, I'm just like, I know because people are going to be asking like, so what did he do? Like, what, what were this? I guess sorry, my words are, are not great, obviously tonight, but um what what did that look like? Like how did how did your food then evolve? Like what were the things that you discovered were actually working for you? Uh, I stopped eating out all the time because I was just too lazy to cook. I was just one of those people like, oh, let's heat this up. Oh, this has uh, broccoli in it, so it has to be good. And it's n no, because it was so processed, everything else in the thing with the broccoli bake, where it was just like, all right, maybe I just need to learn how to cook. And uh, the first few meals were terrible, but I got better. And it's just one of those, it's just you have to constantly like kind of tweak everything along the way. You, you have to listen to your body and you find the thing that works for you and like, all right, I like this. And then when I eat this, I don't feel, I don't feel good. So I should start staying away from that. I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. And so how did it go for you? Like what happened? You know, you obviously didn't stay 300 pounds. Like what, what happened with your weight? Yeah. Uh, the first year I was just kind of fluctuating back and forth because I had the moments where I would do really good and then I would miss a workout and then I'm just like, all right, well, I already missed this. So I might as well do this and I might as well do this and then I'll, I'll get back to it tomorrow. And then tomorrow never came and then you, you roll down the hill for a little bit and then you feel crappy and then you're like, all right, I need to do something. And it, it was kind of like a yo-yo, seesaw, whatever you want to call it. And it's just, it, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> Clearly though, it got better after that. Yeah. Uh, after the yoga, uh, I started to see a little bit of results. My joints didn't hurt anymore. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm starting to feel a little bit better. But it, then I hit what everybody does. They hit that plateau. And I was like, all right, well, I guess this is what my body's saying. Or do, do I change it up? So I'm like, I'll just, I'll just stick with it. And then, like another calling. My friend calls me out of the blue. He's like, hey, you want to join the gym and lose weight? And I said, absolutely, let's do it. And then we uh, we were going to go to a local gym, but they were way too expensive. So we just ended up going to uh, Planet Fitness, which is, I don't know why people knock it. It's, it's a great gym. And it was just, uh, I didn't have a plan. So I was, the, I was the guy going on YouTube and uh, 
like watching how to get jacked in six weeks and you just watch this guy do some uh, workouts and yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way at all. So how does it work? Well, you have to sit there um, and get out of your comfort zone because I would sit there like, oh, I could do anywhere between six reps to 10 reps. And then at rep four, I was tired, like, oh, guess I'm just doing six. And then you, you like, you kind of push yourself, but you know, like, I think I probably could have did like two or three more, but you're like, no, I didn't want to. I, I was allowed to do six. You know, you kind of make excuses. And it's just one of those things where you're just like, ah, man, I'm not getting anywhere by doing the bare minimum. Maybe I need to turn it up a notch. And what allowed you to do, like, what do you, like, what happened when you did that? Like, when you were able to make that connection? It, it was just, uh, once you realize what you have to do, it, it gets a little bit, it, it's easier said than done. It's just one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you, you just have to push yourself really hard. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, but I kind of don't want to. <laughs> so it's just, you, you, you have to teach yourself, like, you have to go to war with yourself pretty much is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to get to it because I know, like, because clearly... I know your story, so I know you didn't you didn't stay three hundred pounds. You didn't even stay in the high two hundreds, like, and you're you're talking about kind of like the way you push back against yourself, but you you clearly at some point pushed through that and 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 kept going. And I think that's what's important for people to hear about. Like, what was it that allowed you to kind of push through all that that BS you were feeding yourself, you know, telling you that you didn't need to do it or you could take a rest or not enough reps, all of that, like. What, what allowed you to kind of make that final connection you needed to, like combining what you were eating and, and what you were doing, physical activity, and where did it take you? It's one of those things where you just get tired of your own bullshit, and then you kind of sit there and say, like, all right, I know I could do better. I need to do better, so I'm just going to do better. And it was, it was a thing where I was going, then all of a sudden my friends stopped going. I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I kind of like going to the gym. It's fun. And uh, I'm enjoying myself. And then I got to a point where um, it was around Thanksgiving. I had all four of my wisdom teeth impact at the same time. So I wasn't allowed to work out. I had to get uh, emergency surgery to get all four of them done. And then, I, yeah, I couldn't work out for like four weeks straight. And that kind of was like a big momentum killer. I didn't gain a lot of weight, thankfully, because I couldn't open my mouth. So all I could do is just uh, have protein pow like protein shakes. Yeah, I had to sit there and um, I pretty much had to sit there and stretch out my jaw with tongue depressors. I, I used to have to stack them. And that was the only way I could open my mouth up a certain bit. I couldn't talk. So work wasn't very fun at all, especially when I was a logistics manager because I had to talk on the phone <laughs> and I couldn't move my mouth. So then... Uh, we go into year two where I'm just like, all right, there, there's no more excuse. Like you need to like do something. Like we won't go to the gym because like I haven't been there in a month. I don't feel like going back, especially in January. January is the worst time to ever go back to a gym because everything's super crowded. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna start working out at home. I got a weight set, and then I just started kind of working out in my basement. Uh. Before I got good at writing plans, I was terrible at writing plans like most people are. So I was just doing all types of weird, crazy exercises and it wasn't getting me anywhere. So I decided to start buying uh, 
plans off of people. Athlean X was one of the first ones I bought from with Jeff Cavalier. And uh, I was doing his stuff. I'm like, I kind of dig it, I kind of don't. And then he said something on one of his things like, hey, look, I already got your money. So uh, it's up to you whether or not you want to put the effort in. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I kind of want to do this now because uh, you already got my money. So <laughs> I'm going to do this. And it's just one of those things like once you do it, you like you start getting better and you start seeing that first result, like that first little vein pop in your forearm. Like, you know what? I like this. This is good. This is good stuff. And how long, like, how long did it take you to go from, you know, 300 pounds to your goal weight? Uh, my original goal weight was to get to 220, and that took me almost two years to get there. And then once I got to 220, I said I could have stopped because I hit my goal. I felt good. I'm like, all right, but you know what? I wonder if I can go lower. And then it took um, about another half a year, and then I finally got into Wonderland. And then I'm like, all right, you know what? I can stop here. I'm 199. This is probably the best I looked in years. And I'm like, I wonder if I can keep going. So I just kind of like sparked that in me. Like, well, like you did this far. Like, why are you going to stop here? Like, there's still more journey to go. So it's like, all right, man, let's go. And then I just, I, I haven't looked back. And, and I think if people look at your Instagram, they can see, you know, this transformation of your physique that's happened. That, that's pretty, you know, remarkable, man, especially knowing that just the, the sheer amount of it that you've done working out at home. You know, you hear we hear a lot of people like making excuses, especially during quarantine, that there's no way to work out at home. And luckily, you know, you you have throughout your, you know, this part, you know, the past couple of years of your journey, like had access to, to you know, access and knowledge to kind of do put that work in not necessarily inside the doors of a big box gym like you, you've done something really transformative like what i'm really curious about like is because we we talked about kind of your mindset before like when you were heavier and when you were getting started was very much that place of i'm doing this but i don't need to put the full effort in i don't you know i could skip a day oh things went wrong you know, let's just reassess that. Or I did my six reps and it says six to 10. So I got six done. That's more than enough. And you've evolved, you know, almost into what I would say is like this beast that like, you know, can, can grind hard and, and pursue these goals. Like the, like it was interesting to hear you talk about like wanting to keep pursuing goals, like seeing that as something that drove you now. Like what I'm really curious about is where do you, where do you think that drive came from? Like how that evolved for you? It was one of those things where uh, I'm guessing, you know what, we all have it, but it's that little voice that sits there and says, oh, you shouldn't listen to him, man. If you do that, man, what happens if you fail? And it's just one of the things like, yeah, but what happens if I don't? Like, what happens if I, like, this is what I'm supposed to do? And it's just one of those things where I just like, I'm glad that I hit all the, all the bumps along the way because it helped me realize like how special that it is to sit there because a lot of people will sit there once they hit their goal weight they're like i'm done and they're allowed to that's fine as long as you hit what you want to do i just like to go that much further i want to see how far i can go before it breaks no i i, I think that's important like because i think that's a question i get a lot is like how do you find drive how do you build drive and, and i think that idea that it exists it's just we've got other things in the way that are either suppressing it or distracting us from it is is really interesting uh, David Goggins said his best. He said, motivation is bullshit. Discipline will get you to the way. And 
it's true. You could be motivated for maybe a week, maybe two, and then all of a sudden you wake up one day like, I kind of don't want to do nothing today. But if you have that discipline, you're just like, no, we're doing this today. I don't care if you're tired. We're going to get it done. Yeah, I, I think that's because that's the question you get. Like, I, I, I see it a lot, like, especially in some of the different groups I'm in, like Facebook groups and things like that, where someone will say, you know, I fell off the past couple of weeks or I haven't been going to the gym or I haven't been eating right. And I need I need some some trip. I need some tricks and tips for getting back on. And someone asked that question yesterday in a group that I'm in and and someone else tagged me and said, you know, Michael, have an answer. And my answer was, you're not going to like my answer. You know, you, you know what to do. So start doing it. Stop, you know, stop saying that you can't do it and just start doing it, because the only reason you can't do it is because you're telling yourself that you can't do it. Right. Absolutely. And, and so something that also kind of evolved along the way for you is not just this, this pursuit of, you know, personal excellence, but, you know, wanting to help other people and becoming a trainer and putting programs together for people. Like, how did that come about? It was one of those things, like when I first started, I was reaching out for anything, especially when you're just like, all right, well, like, oh, this is a personal trainer near me. And you try to ask for advice. And then I just kind of got blown off. And it's just like, oh, yeah, no, whatever. And it's like, all right, well, how much to train? It's like 800 a month. I'm like, for what? <laughs> and he's like, uh, I'll work out with you twice a week. I'm like, for 800? Like, what else does that? Like, oh, you get to work out with me uh, for an hour twice a week. I'm like, all right, so I get to see you eight times, so I'm going to pay you $100 an hour for what? He's like, are you going to give me a plan to, like, work on it? Like, no, 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 we're just going to work out on these days. I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Like, I, I could never ever ask someone to sit there and do that like i want to sit there and see people succeed i would like to see you but i just it's one of those things where i'm not going to sit there and take your money and be like all right i'll see you next week so um uh, try not to sit there and be you know be you be motivated woo yeah it seems like there's a piece a piece missing there yeah there's a big piece and it was just one of those where he wanted to make money <laughs> and then uh he wasn't trying to help me <laughs> So I had to sit there and I said, all right, well, you know what? You have to be the change that you want to see. So I'm like, you know what? Is this someone has, has a question? I'll answer a question all day, every day. I, I have no problems, especially with form. Because if you get hurt, you're not going to work out. You're out of the game. And once you're out of the game, that's when you start sitting there like, oh, well, I'm just sitting around. Well, if I'm just being lazy, I might as well eat this. And then it just snowballs. It's, it's a terrible, terrible thing. And so what do you think is like the key to being that that person for someone like what do you think goes into actually being able to help someone you know work towards their goals but a push is going to be the opposite voice of the one in your head telling you not to do it so it's just one of those where it's like all right man it's like you can sit there not do it and it's fine you know you're an adult you're allowed to do that or how bad do you want it because that's something i ask myself all the time like well you can do whatever you want but how bad do you want it? Like, you want to be your goal, right? Yeah. So stop making excuses and go to your goal. And sometimes you just need to hear someone else say that. And it just helps kind of like, you know what? I, I need to sit there and stop making up excuses. Let's go. And you just go for it. And, and I think the interesting side of that, too, is like, so what does it feel like for you to be that, that person for someone when you, when you actually can see that, them clicking with it? Uh, I love it. Like, I've always loved helping people out. And now it's something that I'm, like, extremely passionate about, which makes it even cooler. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's just like, man, I feel like I'm teaching people, like, how to be 
better versions of themselves. And like, that's like a really like one of the dopest things you could ever do. And on the flip side of that, man, like how do you handle the frustration when you know someone isn't following through on, on what you're setting up with them? Well, it's just one of those things where no matter what I say, no matter what I do, only you can do it. So it's just one of those things where I like I could tell you, like, hey, man, let's go. And you tell me, ah, I, I can't do it right now. So, like, that's fine. But you know what? Just remember that when you, uh, two weeks from now, week, you know, a month from now, where you're like, oh, man, why am I not where am I supposed to be at? Like, oh, yeah, because you sat there and you didn't push yourself like you should have. I think that makes sense. I, I, I think that's definitely a, you know, a frustration I think coaches of all kinds run into. Like, what do you, what do you think are the other things that, what are the lessons that you're learning as you are helping other people? You have to be patient, plain and simple. It, it's just, it, it's almost like having kids from, you know, just grown kids. It's just, it, it's a learning process with everyone. Like not everybody's going to respond to the same criteria as someone else. So some people, I might have to sit there and yell at them, say, you got to do this. You got to, you know, you got to fucking do this. And there's other people like, come on, man. You just got to sit there. You got to find that spot. You got to dig deep. You got to dig deep. You got to dig deep. It's just, it's a learning process for everyone. For sure. I think that makes sense. And I'm, I'm curious, like, as you go, you know, paralleling what you're doing for yourself as you're, you're helping other people on their own journeys, like, how do you... What's the, how do I want to phrase this? So your old behaviors that got you to 300 pounds, like, do you still see them kind of coming around? Like, are there, are those, those coping mechanisms or those things that you used to use, you know, the way you used to use food and, you know, even just avoiding activity? Like, do you see those behaviors popping up at any point? Like, how do you deal with that? Well, they do pop up, but you have to also have to remember, like you were, if you're doing something for so long. Your body is used to it, so it's like a homeostasis. Most people assume homeostasis means it likes to be healthy and neutral, but if you're doing something so long, like that's homeostasis to the body. So once you start depriving it of that, eh, you start hitting other, you know, little bits of problems. So if I wanted to sit there and kind of eat myself away, I'll just do it. Like I'll black out and just do it because that river, like uh, what is that? What is the word I want to use here? Uh, I can't think of the word right now. But it's almost like a, you have three rivers down a road and you have a dam blocking it. And if you lift it up, the water's going to go down to the deepest ditch. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. So what you have to do is learn how to dig the better thoughts deeper before the deeper ditch. And then you kind of veer off of it. So it's just one of those things where you won't sit there and go. You, everybody slips. I don't care who you say, what you say. No, no, you know, everybody does something where you just sit there like I'm just gonna have a piece of cake, and you can have a piece of cake. It is what it is. Worst comes to worst, I have a headache the next day. No big deal. But as long as I don't sit there and like I have a piece of cake, now I'm gonna have four slices of pizza. Now I'm gonna sit there and eat uh, this whole thing of popcorn. And it's like you got to sit there and like learn how to stop it dead in its tracks. Is that something, have you experienced that, you know, at recently at all? I know like during the quarantine time, that's something I think a lot of people, I know I went through some things like that this time. Like, is that, have you found that challenge at all, you know, has come up for you recently? Yeah, because uh, when quarantine started, I just got laid off my job of, you know, six years. I was just home all day. 
and I was just like, I was losing my mind. It's like, all right, I, I can't work out again. I was like, I need to do something else. It's like, well, you can eat. I'm like, I could eat. And then you start eating. And uh, I got to show you my house one day. It's like, it is a, it's almost like a convenience store. There's granola, there's chips, there's cookies, there's everything, like everything bad. And it's one of those things that if I t sit there and I take a bite, I kind of, you know, you kind of black out. And it's like, oh, I'm eating this, 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 this. And you're like, oh, I just ate way too much. So it was just one of those that, like, it was rough at first, but then I was like, all right, you got to get out of it. Like, you did this, you're done, stop. Go back the way you're supposed to. And I was fine afterwards. That's good, man. I, I think that's a that's a positive way to look at it, to realize it, it's better. Because obviously no one wants to say it's good to slip, and no one wants to say it's good to make mistakes. But it, it's that, it's almost like in, in some ways, like when you have those moments and you're able to come back from them, that you feel stronger. I, I want to kind of th like think big picture for a minute. Like we're, we, we've talked a lot about kind of your journey and where you're, where you're at and like how you got there, like, and, and what, you know, what brought you to 300 pounds and, you know, getting away from there, um, getting into that magical wonderland and, and keeping going and, you know, testing your body, pushing it as far as it can go. Like what, what would you say now? Like if you were, if you ran into someone who was, Michael four years ago like what what do you think are the what do you think are the are the big points you would want to make to someone who's in that position to help them get started it's just one of those things that wanting to get started is the biggest step you could take and then after that it's just you got to stop giving yourself excuses and you you already know what you have to do and it's just one of those things where it's just like you need to sit there work on your small battles to win the bigger battles down the road. How do you help someone in that position define what battles they should be tackling? Well, some people try to do too much too quick, and then when they fail, they get frustrated and give up. Like most people said, I'm not gonna eat any carbs. I'm not gonna have any sugar this week, and I'm not gonna do this, this, like, whoa, 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 just slow it down. Why don't you start reducing it? Because sugar is more addictive than any drug on the known universe. <laughs> so it's like, you have to wean yourself off of sugar. I, I learned that the hard way. I tried to sit there and quit sugar cold turkey and it was terrible. I was just extremely on edge and agitated. I'm like, ooh, this is bad. And that's when you realize how bad sugar is and then how much sugar is in everything else. So what, speaking of sugar like and food, like, and I know I'm jumping around a little bit, so I apologize, but I'm curious, like what, what, does, your, what does your approach to food and nutrition look like these days? Today, I keep it very simple. Uh, I just do, like, I'm pretty much strict carnivore five, six days a week, and then I'll have, like, a, a keto day where I'll have some, some other little tidbits without, like, eating terrible. It's not, like, super carving up. Just I'll have some veggies and, you know, stuff like that just to kind of throw my body for a loop. But, yeah, I just maintain and just eat clean. And what do you, like, I, I'm just curious, like, knowing, you know, it's, it's always interesting to talk to people that are mostly carnivore, like, when, if you're going to eat a meal that's not carnivore, like, what is your favorite meal? Uh, I like to add Brussels sprouts with my steak. Mm. I, I love Brussels sprouts. It's crazy because I hated them as a child, but then as I learned how to pan fry them, I'm like, oh, this tastes so much better and not the boiled cabbage, pretty much, that you ate as a kid. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it's funny that there's there's all these things that, especially when you you make a cha- a significant change to the way that you're eating, you know, going keto, carnivore, paleo, any of those things, like you start to discover there's things that we always used to say that we hated, and it, we just realized that we either weren't preparing them right or never really gave them a chance. Like for me, it was coconut. Like if there was coconut, like I remember as a kid, if I opened, if we were getting donuts on a Sunday. And I opened the box of donuts and probably was already on my fourth donut. And it was the coconut covered jelly donut left. I was pretty much in tears because to me, there was nothing else in the world than being forced to eat something sweet that had coconut involved with it. And then now I'm like coconut oil, coconut butter, even just like coconut itself. Like I I can put it anywhere and have it on anything and the flavor doesn't bother me. Whereas before it was probably my mortal enemy when it came to food. So it, it's fun to make those, to realize that, you know, our, our palates mature a little bit, but we also realize that we weren't really given the food a chance. Exactly. And there's clearly something different about, you know, coconut that's been soaked in sugar that's being flaked on top of a cake and actual like good, you know, coconut butter that's just pureed coconut or coconut oil, you know, unrefined coconut oil or something along those lines, coconut milk even. Right. Yeah, coconut milk is really, really good. I, I never would have thought that. Like, I used to sit there and be the kid, or like, oh, almonds. No, what, almonds I didn't like at first either. I'm like, oh, like almond joys, terrible. Hated them. And then as an adult, I'm like, almonds are pretty good. I like these. All right. Oh, they're slightly better than peanuts. Even better. Or I even, I, I even, I even think about that bag of, of the Hershey mixed candy bars that had the special dark one in it which isn't exactly dark chocolate. Like it's dark chocolate still with a ton of sugar in it. But if that was the one that was in my Easter basket, again, it was, uh, it was you know, quivering lip t- tears time because I wanted a, a milk chocolate Reese's peanut butter cup, not this horrible dark chocolate. And now, you know, I, now if I have a square of, you know, like 99%, you know, dark chocolate, I can be like, oh, this tastes really good. Like this is has a deep, rich flavor, and other people taste it, and they're like, this is the worst thing I've ever had in my life. And I'm like, that's because you eat sugar all the time. Right. It's this amazing. is what real chocolate tastes like, sir. Yeah, it's like the it's like the evolution of the palate. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love milk chocolate still. Like, <clears throat> I think it's a great taste, but it's not really it's not really a chocolate flavor we're getting when we're having milk chocolate or, you know, it's really, it's, it's as diluted as it possibly could be before you're actually getting to taste it. Oh, yeah, it's like, Three percent cacao, and then ninety-seven percent sugar. Cool. So, one of the one of the, I kind of want to pick your brain in another area. You know, like that's just more your perspective on some things because you're out there in, you know, the 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 fit for lack of a better term, the fitfluencer space. You know, the the fitness Instagram, the keto carnivore Instagram, like the health sphere. Like, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes you see people make? you know, when it comes to the journeys that they're putting out there, you know, sharing with people like, and, you know, what are, what are the things that, that people, you know, whether it's trends or things along those lines, like, what do you, what do you see someone sharing? And you're like, a red flag goes up immediately for you. It's two things is people try to do too much too quick. And then other people who are way too hard on themselves and they like kind of beat themselves up in the post. Like I shouldn't have done this. I know I did better. I done this. Like, like you need to like, it's a slip up. We all slip up, relax, take a deep breath, get back up. You're good. One day is not going to destroy a week. It's it's just not going to happen. It's impossible. 
No, I'm definitely right with you there. Like it's it's hard when you see someone being way too hard on themselves, especially because you know it can push them into those bad old behaviors again. You know, because you're you you see yourself as a screw up. So if you screw up, why not screw up really bad? Yeah, it's like I might as well keep going back, and you just go right back down the dark uh, the dark ridge, and the water's just gonna flow right back down. As soon as I'm gonna sit there and go away from the healthy one, you're like, no, I'm gonna go right back this way because this is what my body wants anyway. Let me give it what it deserves. And what about on the flip side of that? What are some of the, what are some of the your favorite things that you see people doing? Well, it's just what I see people doing now is stuff I never would have done when I first started this journey, and they're just posting pictures like. When they think they're at their worst, like I had pictures that I deleted off my phone because I wasn't losing the weight and I said, I'm never going to do this. And I never posted anything like that. And then I see people doing it and I'm like, that's, that's, that's awesome, man. Like, I love that. Like you sat there and you, you put yourself out there and you're only going to get better because of it. And you know, that's dope. I like that. Yeah. It's like, it's hard, you know, I mean, obviously I'm the king of sharing old embarrassing pictures of myself, but. Um, I, I think it's hard for people to kind of get past that place like that self-consciousness and, you know, we're the harshest critics on ourselves. So even when someone is just a little bit into their journey, like that's one of the things I think that breaks my heart sometimes is like when someone will post even a comparison picture, you know, six months in to a very long journey ahead. And the caption is, you know, I don't see a difference. I don't see the change happening. And it's so clear to someone on the outside, the work they're putting in. Yeah, that's when you realize uh, body dysmorphia is a real, real thing. Like, I, I didn't think so until I was sitting there and I'm looking in the mirror and I was like, dude, you're so ripped, you're jacked. And I'm like, dude, I see like the fat here. Like, I see this. And like, and then I'm like, wow, like, look what you're doing. Like, stop, knock it off. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, that's a real problem. It's a real issue that, you know, for some people become something they probably should actually get some, some help with, you know, when it starts to become debilitating. But, I think it exists in all of us to a degree. You know, I have some days where I'm like amazed at the changes in my body. Then I have some days where I'm like, oh yeah, you look exactly the same as you did four years ago. Like, it's like just the way your mind can play with you. Yep. But it's just one of those things where it just makes you better when you sit there and realize that, do you love yourself? If you do, you're good. That's all you need. That's what I realize. It's like, I don't need... If I post something and one person likes it, as long as I change that person's life, I did something good that day. Yeah, I, I think that's important too for people to realize that your your intention sharing your experience and your story should not be for anyone but yourself. And if it, if, if it creates a strong sense of accountability for you, that's great. If just the sharing is cathartic or you get something out of knowing that you know, you're going to positively impact some people, I think that's fantastic. But again, then you have to realize that there's going to be people who are going to give you, you know, the crap comments and the negative feedback and the the immediate responses to, oh, well, that's not the, you know, you know, there's, you, you know, very well, there's the keto police out there who are going to be like, well, that's not keto and that's not right. And that's not good. And like, I, I sometimes I'm just like, I understand because I have that, that goes inside of me sometimes too. I see people posting things and I'm like, oh, that's probably not ideal for them to be eating. But it's like that person is making a choice for themselves. Like let them make that choice, let them learn the lesson they need to learn and you know, let them come through that on their own because we all at the end of the day have to come through it on our own. A great teacher will show you where to look, but not how to look at it. So Michael, one of the things, you know, we, we've kind of come through this a lot. We've, we've kind of had a grab bag, you know, for the, even the last 10, 15 minutes or so. But 
one of the things that I do want to, you know, connect with you on before we start to kind of wrap up our discussion is like, so where does your journey go for you now? Like, what do you see coming next for yourself? Well, it's one of those things where I want to help as many people as I can. I want to sit there and try to spark that little thing, that little voice inside of people that say they, they can't do it. It's like, I want to be there and say, yeah, you can. Because there's some personal trainers that have been like, they're jacked their whole life. Like they don't understand like what it's like when you're like, well, I can't do that move just yet. It's like, no, nope, no, nope, you're just not trying hard enough. It's like, no, I physically can't like, and they don't believe in modification. So it's just one of those things where it's just, I want to sit there and help people. I just want to inspire them to be the best version of themselves. And if there's anyone listening who wants to kind of continue this discussion with you or, or talk to you about getting some of that inspiration, where can they find you, man? They can find me on Instagram, and the handle is Maz, M-A-Z-Z, underscore of all, underscore trades. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the best place to do it. My DMs are always open. I 99% of the time have my phone on me, so if someone wants to send me a message, just send away. Uh, they also can reach me through anchor.com where i do my podcast shameless plug um well it's not a shameless plug because actually that was going to be my next question for you is when's the next episode of your podcast coming out uh well since i did recording tonight after my workout i'm gonna sit there and i'm gonna answer the question that you uh you asked me when i sat there and asked for topics so that's what i'm gonna tackle so i'll do that and then hopefully by like sunday it should come out good because i think you put some great content out there uh, when, when you're, when you're up on it. So I want to, I want to see more of that coming for you, man. I think it helps a lot of people. All right. I definitely will, man. There we go. There we go. So I, I do have five more questions for you, man. It's the fat guy five. Are you ready for your run through them? Yes, sir. Okay. So question number one, Michael living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Oof, Chris Farley. There we go. He is, he is the perpetual answer to that question. Question number two, man. Make sure I'm asking the right questions. It's been a, I'm a little rusty. I took like a week and a half off, and for some reason, everything went out of my head. And I actually made a change to question number three. But question number two, tell us, what is one, you know, you were a 300-pound fat guy. Like, what is one lesson having that experience has taught you? The best lesson is never give up on yourself. You're going to go through a bunch of battles. And as long as you believe in yourself, you'll never, ever lose. I like it. Question number three. I used to ask a question here about talking to your past self. And I I think I I found something that's of more value because, you know, our past experience make us who we are today. So let's let's talk about action instead. Question number three now is, Michael, in your opinion, what is one thing that people can start doing today today? to help them begin their, their health and fitness journey? One behavior. One behavior. The best behavior is getting ready to do it. And then once you sit there and you put that commitment in your head, that's, that's the hardest step, is that first step down that journey. I like it. Question number four, Michael, what's something about yourself that you love? I love that I, I just I don't give up anymore. <laughs> I just keep going, and I keep going, and I just I power through it now. It's like you're the you're, I don't the, get, you're the human energizer bunny now. Pretty much, yeah. 
I mean, as you saw probably on Monday's post, I sat there and I'm trying to do the uh, Tyson workout. So the last four nights I've been doing 700 plus reps and I'm fine. And next week I add 25 more to everything and then I'm going to start adding some more exercises in and probably just going to start running again too. Well, that, you know that I think that that's wild. And I, I know people are just going to follow, you along, follow along now just to see what's going on with that. I think they should, you know, to see how you're, to, you're proven that it can be done. And so, you know, I think more people will be able to join in. I think that's awesome. Yep, thank you. Question number five, man. What is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? I want to get my business off the ground and quit my day job. I love what I do when I do get to help people, but the problem is uh, COVID really messed me up because when I got laid off at the beginning of the year, I was like, I'm just going all in on my business. And then I said, yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> so I had to go get another job. Job's not hard. It's actually a, it's a great job. It's just one of those things where I, I don't, I, I'm not a regular person. Like I don't like, like paperwork. I like to sit there, be physical. I like to move and I love helping people out. I think that sounds awesome. Although I'm not sure how you're going to handle not having somewhere to take bathroom selfies anymore, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to build an at-home an, an at studio for those pictures. Yes, sir. That'll be awesome. That sounds great, man. I have, I have no doubts that you've tackled a lot of challenges. And I, I think this is just another one, you know, for you to, to dive into, start digging, and you're going to make happen. Thank you. You're very welcome, man. And, and so, Michael, I want to say just thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. I, I appreciate you a lot as a person, and, and I appreciate you sharing your experiences and your opinions and, and just also some great advice with people tonight here on the Fat Guy Forum. Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. It's like uh, I'm very glad that I helped push you to get that first episode out. And then, like, look at you, man. You've just been steamrolling. You've been helping out so many people. It's, like, so awesome to, like, actually see that happen. For sure, man. Just thank you, you know, so much. And to everyone out there listening, as you know, Michael shared his his the ways you can reach out to him. But I'm going to put those links in the show notes so you'll be able to track him down easily. And if you want to track me down, you can find me on Instagram as well at gourmet underscore goes underscore keto. You can connect with me on Twitter at gourmet goes keto. You can email the show at the fat guy forum at gmail.com. Or if you are interested in one on one coaching with a holistic ketogenic approach, you can find me at theketoroad.com slash coach dash Mike. Again, all that's going to be down there in the show notes. So don't worry about it. Instead, Worry about going out there and doing one amazing thing today for yourself because you, my friends, are amazing people. And then come on back and catch us again next time on the Fat Guy Forum.